aim for the elbow. Boom. Focus on the hand. Focus on the elbow. Splash. Three, two, one. Power. Yo. Yo, we did it worldwide, boys. Worldwide gang. Seattle, Ohio, L.A., California. What up, Jay Diamond? Local fellow L.A. people. Fellow L.A. people in the house. In the house. In that. Houston, Texas. Shouts out to Texas. Shouts out to Northern Colorado. Shouts out to Texas all day. I love Texas. I've never been to Texas, but a lot of my favorite culture and art comes from Texas. Uh, shouts out to Dale Dan Tony. Uh, shouts out to Z Rowe. Uh, Tom Baliano, he wants to know something. He's been asking it a number of times. He says, Why are you stuck on 28K subs? Loveland, Colorado. Wonderful skin. Oh, nice. Don't tell me that. Just... Oh, God. Wait a minute. You're on, you're in, you're on. Da, yeah, yeah, where were we? Well, the reason we're stuck on 28k subs is because uh, we can't run a, run a sophisticated live stream. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, um, but you know, all I know is that uh, I'm going to keep moving in the manner of a shark, and uh, I'm going to ride this goddamn wave. And uh, you know, we've actually uh, grown a lot more this week than in previous weeks. So yeah, I think we're going good. Uh, you know, yeah, 2019 is about to be crazy. It's about to be crazy. December's a crazy month. We already had two albums. Uh, we're coming in hot in January with uh, with just an incredible masterpiece of a record that uh, people are going to love and it's going to do incredibly well. You, I know you, because I know you, and I know you are going to love it, all right? You are going to love it. So that's the important thing. The important thing is that you're here. By the way, 28,000 is not to be sniffed at. That's a lot of motherfuckers. That's a lot of motherfuckers. I'm grateful for every single one of you being here. I feel incredibly honored that you would uh, choose to spend your valuable time here. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Subs come naturally, says Brutalitops. It takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Right? Right. Right. Exactly. It takes uh, overnight success takes time. And uh, we're working on that. Hey, man, how are you doing? I heard many people search for the hero recently. What? M people search for the hero recently. Reminding me a lot of Jordan Peterson. Has anyone else noticed this or is it just me? Yo, uh, I haven't heard M people even mentioned for a long time. The last time I heard M people mentioned, I was working in the soccer shop in Redditch. And I think I was 16 or something. And uh, I, I was in the process of uh, being sacked and uh, sneaking some, uh, some merchandise into my bag on the way out so that I could sell it somewhere else. And one of the guys who worked there was like, hey, you like music, don't you? What do you think of M people? They're my favorite group. He was called Barney. He was a wonderful boy, and uh, he went he went bald during the time I know him, just almost almost overnight. And he was only like eighteen. He was very sad about it, but uh, I admired his courage. I really did. You know, going bald at eighteen, what a thing. Uh, my uncle went bald at seventeen, I believe. Actually, what a thing. What a thing. You know. Um, yeah, no one talks about the sorrow. The sorrow of, of balding men. No one talks about it. People talk about, you know, all, the, all these various horrors humans endure. But the sorrow of the prematurely balding man, or the balding man in general, how many men go bald? I feel it's a lot. 
I feel this a lot. Life is tragedy and life is suffering and no more so than on the head of a man. My God, my God. Hey, uh, yeah, where were we? Anyway, uh, JBP was indeed on Jocko. JBB was indeed on Jocko. Watch out for the intro. Um, yeah, by the way, uh, recommendation for you here. If you're not listening to the Future Thinkers podcast, I recommend it highly. The Future Thinkers podcast is a fantastic podcast. Uh, I was just listening to my guy, Daniel uh, Schnappenberger, uh, on it, who's a, a smart cookie, and he was talking about phase shifting into the future. And uh, he was talking about really inter- interesting concept, which I've thought about quite a lot, which ties into George Carlin's notion of Earth plus plastic. But he's talking about the and uh, the idea of the industrial revolution, which you know, crazy period. You have uh, you know less than a billion people on the planet for for human history. Then the industrial revolution happens. We go crazy, just do loads of stuff, like suck up all the stuff out of the earth, make loads of plastic, shit of that nature, multiply like crazy, seven billion counting. Obviously. Uh, unsustainable and lunatic, but guess what else is unsustainable and lunatic? A chrysalis. A chrysalis. No one else is unsustainable and lunatic. A baby in its mummy's tummy. A baby doesn't stay in its mummy's tummy forever. It just stay in there, munching away, growing fat and bald. Doesn't happen. Comes out. And then so, and it's as if it was never in there. And there's a whole other world. And it forgets that it was even in the other world. That, brothers and sisters, uh, is where we are right now. We are in the chrysalis stage of humanity. I actually talked about this with Jordan Greenhall. Uh, if you, you can look that up, it's on Rebel Wisdom's YouTube channel, fine YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, but Daniel Smachtenberg goes really in depth on this on a podcast on uh, with Future Thinkers. It's fantastic. And it's a very exciting uh, way of looking at the world. I, tr- I honestly believe it to be completely true. We are literally about to be given birth to. I believe we are of the generation that will witness this birth. This is a fantastic, uh, what a fucking privilege. Not only are we at the peak of recorded human civilization, not only is this literally the best time to ever be alive in the history of mankind, bar zero, there is literally no other better time to be alive. Uh, I don't give a fuck if you're uh, into medieval recreation. Had you lived in those times, you would have plagues and you would be dead by 30, most likely. And if you are really rich, the best you could hope for would be wooden teeth, my guy. If you are, I, I don't know, you know, I think it was my mum, she wished she lived in Elizabethan times. No, you don't, mama. No, you don't, mama. My God, it would stink. My God, it would be awful. My God, you'd definitely be a serf. Your lineage, my lineage is serf lineage. You don't like being a serf, not pleasant. Uh, yo, you could have been in, uh, you know, cave times. Cave times, you think, oh, those were my simple times, just hunt a bit. You know, just like hang out in a cave. No, get raped all day, get eaten by other animals, be freezing cold, get hit around the back of the head with a rock most of the time so people can steal your chicken leg or whatever the fuck. Screw any other point in recorded human history other than now. This is by far the most pleasant, dude. Anyway, was crazy, and I talk about this all the time. I don't care. Not only is this the best time to be alive in recorded human history, we're about to be given birth to. We're about to phase shift into a whole new strata, a whole new sort of way of, of being and doing, which is going to be way, 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 way better. Holy shit. God damn, I'm going to see that. And so are you. 
So are you. The only way, the only way you might miss this is if you sort of die in the next couple of, in the, you know, in the immediate future. So what I would say is be careful when you're crossing the road. All right, be careful when you're crossing the road. Uh, try not to put too much unnecessary strain on your blood pressure. Um, this is a good reason to get healthy, boyo. Uh, this is a great reason to get healthy because you want to be around to witness this crazy shit that's happening. I often say this. Think about it. Right, my nan is what? She's 95. She witnessed the birth of the radio. She witnessed the birth of the television. Moon landings, allegedly. Internet. World war. No world war. Unprecedented peacetime. Yo, so much stuff has happened, happened in, in, in the lifespan of my grandmother. But the stuff that's going to happen in our foregoing lifespan is absolutely mind-blowingly, unprecedentedly fucking cosmic, boyo. Holy shit. And if that's not a reason to get your shit together, get healthy, get feeling good, get able to really, really take advantage of all the blessings that are coming your way in this fucking unprecedented golden age. Yo, yo, yo. Then, you know, I can't fucking help you. I cannot help you. By the way, that reminds me, because I saw, I hear Hercules' voice in my head. Dad, no F words. Hercules wanted me to uh, give him a shout out and tell you that he's been recording videos for his YouTube channel. So to look out for Hercules' YouTube channel. He's been coming here into the studio. He's been working hard, grinding out videos. He recorded five day before yesterday. He recorded three a couple of days before that. He says he wants to come in here tomorrow and do 12 or 11. Can't remember which. So that's exciting. Hercules YouTube channel. What should he call it? What should he call his YouTube channel? Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, yeah. Mexican Jumping Bean says everything is in sync. That, well, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing to read. That's a beautiful thing to read. Liberty Snake Bear says, hey, did you get a copy of Jocko's new kids book? Mikey and the Dragons, helping kids grow courage to face their fears. Yo, I think, uh, I think I know what Hercules is getting for Christmas with regards to that. I haven't read it yet, but pretty sure I know what Hercules is getting for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's going on, everybody? Jay Diamond, spread the love. Yeah, big up, you bad mofo. Seamus, why did your recent album disappear from Spotify? I'm glad people notice things like that. <laughs> uh, it disappeared from Spotify because it had an error in the upload. Uh, I uploaded track 11 and track 12 was the same audio file. Really, really. And, uh, you know, mistakes like that can happen when you're uh, a one-man wave army. Uh, in that regard, shout out to my beautiful wife. Obviously, I'm not alone, but she, my beautiful wife doesn't help the upload process. So with that regard, I'm a one-man wave army. But that reminds me, that reminds me, we're, uh, we're really going nuclear in 2019. We're going nuclear. We're going nuclear. Uh, the aim is to take this thing to uh, to the fucking mountaintop, all right, to the mountaintop. And we'll talk more about this over upcoming weeks. But I'm going to be needing help. We are going to be needing help. The wave needs your help. The wave needs you, all right? I'll be putting some a thing in the Discord, but, like, if you uh, want to help with anything, thumbnails, video editing, repurposing the content from these things for Instagram and other things of that nature. YouTube Hero Alex has been helping out with that, which is wonderful, but he's only one guy. One guy, you know, we need a lot of stuff doing. Uh, helping find samples, helping find out of copyright old music I can sample for lo-fi beats. Like I'm really trying to like up the production 
on everything and uh you guys can help with that i realized so anyone wants to help with any of this stuff hit me up in the dm on the discord but uh yeah i'll be talking about this more over the coming weeks like i said before man uh some people take this time of year as a an excuse to slow down calm down and you know chill out and get fat not me baby we're going harder we're going harder we're hitting 2019 like a goddamn nuke we're hitting that bitch running all right, running. We're increasing the pace right now. We're increasing the ferocity. We're increasing the mode. Shouts out to PewDiePie. Uh, we dropped that remix yesterday. That was fun. That was just like a fun little thing I put together while Hercules was here recording YouTube videos. And uh, I'm glad people liked it. And, uh, you know, this PewDiePie thing I think is really important. It's like a microcosm of, uh, of the struggle we're in right now. We're in this major league struggle uh, with the internet because the internet has... Uh, all, all but been completely corporatized and taken over by, by swine, collectivist, uh, totalitarians, just swine. Here's the thing: the original internet was, uh, it was the dream, baby. It was essentially everyone connected and everyone kind of communicating and helping each other out, but as individuals, as complete autonomous sovereign individuals i have my website it looks completely different to your website you had your website your website did this mine did that his did that you know we all we all helped each other out we did stuff so it was like it had the best aspects of all these different forms but it was completely ruggedly individualist then along come very and you know you had your first myspace profile it didn't look any like anyone else's because you could code the shit out of it make it insane cover it with gifts then along comes facebook and facebook says no everything will look the same your page will look the same and suddenly everyone's on facebook and it's like facebook is an internet of its own it's its own weird internet what up instagram by the way uh it's its own strange sort of island internet it reminds me of los angeles los angeles is like a bunch of interconnected lily pads that each have a completely uh separate identity uh yeah the internet's become like that now suddenly the internet is like here's twitter that's an internet and here's facebook that's an internet here's youtube that's an internet and uh and now suddenly they're they're like they're cracking down and telling you what you can and can't say in these internets and they're kicking you off they're deplatforming deplatforming nuts and uh suddenly we realize that the ruggedly individual internet of your does it even exist i mean it's a very it's a tricky thing baby it's a tricky tricky thing it's time for internet 2.0 based on some kind of blockchain principle that is uh that you know, that you kind of fuck with. And you know, all this stuff is coming, so I don't worry. I don't worry too much, you know. Uh, but the PewDiePie versus T-Series thing, basically PewDiePie, PewDiePie, here's a self-made individual outsider. It was so amazing that the biggest channel on YouTube is the underdog. It, it's a little like, uh, it's a little like the situation in America with the whole, you know, the American political thing. No one, you know, the media hates PewDiePie, the existing media hates pewdiepie and they hate him because he's such a massive threat to them he's like one kid one guy guy now one guy who's more interesting and more influential to a whole generation than their combined efforts their combined multi-million multi-billion media empires one guy on youtube one guy on youtube and he doesn't toe the line and he doesn't you know they he was they tried to corporatize him for a bit and then they tried to disnify him but it didn't work in that he didn't become one of them or want to be one of them and he didn't act accordingly. And then, so they abandoned him and they tried to slur him and they tried to 
destroy his reputation. It didn't matter because his people don't care. They don't care. They don't care what these, these megalith corporations and, and, uh, and media systems think. In fact, NBC or CNN or any of these sorts of people saying, food pie bad, food pie bad, that makes them like him even more. That makes him more powerful. That makes him more influential. And so now that, what's wonderful now is that the, uh, the battle is between him and T-Series. And T-Series is kind of, you know, representative of this, like, I suppose, sort of globalist sort of corporation thing. It's, it's a big corporation. It's of the, the world. And uh, there's him, just look, like a little, just one guy, one guy with a really nice chair. Just one guy with a really nice chair. So it's, but the thing isn't pitting him against CNN or anything as easily, as easy. It's that, and it's hilarious. And uh, it truly is a microcosm of the war we're all fighting, the war that's really going on right now, because it is a war for the right of the individual to be individual and remain individual versus uh, a tyrannical sort of corporate sludge that would destroy it, that would rather it wasn't there, that is terrified of it, that is terrified of it, terrified. And, uh, you know, so yeah, shout out to PewDiePie, that's why I did that remix. <laughs> that's why I did that little remix, I thought it was important to do my bit. And uh, yeah, a PewDiePie wave would be a cool thing. It would be a cool thing, an actual wave, so maybe that will happen. Feel free to send me uh, in the Discord any links with timestamps to uh, bits of Prime Felix that you think would make good wave material. Uh, I always appreciate your input. Always appreciate your input. Uh, yeah. Carl Wigan, Akira, I see a figurine of a man and a lion on your speaker there. What are those? Uh, that's uh, Heisenberg and a tiger. Is what that is. Heisenberg, i.e. Breaking Bad, Walter White who is also a rugged individualist and, uh, you know, a person I really uh, relate to. <laughs> I never really saw him as a villain. I know you were kind of mentor or whatever. I really didn't see him as a villain. You know, he was fighting for his right to exist. He was fighting to exist. He just wanted to exist and he wanted to, you know, his family to be okay, various things. And he was, uh, he was fighting for it, for his, uh, for his manhood in a world that sought to uh, demasculate him and mock him and all these things. And uh, there's a tiger with him because, you know, tigers, about, tigers are, are beautiful, are beautiful things. I love tigers. They're beautiful and they will fuck you up. They will fuck you up. A tiger will fuck you up, my guy. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what that is. This is an American flag because America is the greatest nation on earth, as far as I'm aware. I haven't heard of a better one. Please, please correct me if I'm wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I would love to come visit whatever that nation is. Yeah. Would I want to live in it? Would I want to live in it? All these people hating on America who live in America, do they ever leave? They do not leave. They always threaten to move to Canada. They don't move to Canada. They never move to Canada. I'm sure Canada's lovely, and I look forward to visiting there on the Meaning Wave tour at some point in the near future. Yeah. 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 I haven't got my, uh, I haven't got my soundboard plugged in yet, so we don't have an applause button. I'm missing that, but never mind. I would recommend checking out Pewd's video on simulation. Definitely a good place to harvest some juicy wave pipes. Oh, shit. That's exciting. Someone sent me a video of him talking about his favorite manga. It actually brought me to tears. He was just talking about, like, really digging this comic book. And it just brought me to tears because he was so sincere and you could just really feel the love 
in his heart. You really could. And uh, that was a beautiful thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> we were having it. We have topics these days. I don't know if you've noticed. We have topics, and what normally happens is I talk for 15 minutes about what's going on in the wave, and then we talk about the topic. And we got derailed a bit this week because uh, of the technicalities, but that's fine. We do still have a topic. And I thought of it this week. And it's another one of these situations where it really is a magical world when you're paying attention. And it really is a magical world when you're walking with Allah and you're paying attention to synchronicities. Because I tweeted something a couple of days ago. And it was in relation to some stuff that's going on in my life. Some sort of major events that are going on. And I tweeted, uh, if you want something to come into your life, you must first make room for it. Hit the applause button. Oh, oh, that's some real shit.com. That's some real shit.org. That's some real shit.jpg. That's some real shit.gif. Yes, I said it. Gif. It's called, it's pronounced gif. If you wish for something to come into your life, you must, you must first make room for it. Now, that was some advice that was given to me by a great man, a great man called uh, Paul Hitchman, a wonderful man. He was a sort of mentor of mine, perhaps. He, uh, he employed me at a very young age. He snapped me up off the streets, uh, brought me into his company and uh, as a music journalist, basically because he thought that I was a superstar and he thought that I could present a, an internet TV show for him before YouTube when people had very slow internet. He was a pioneer, a futurist. He invented Spotify before Spotify. Long before Spotify, he was trying to do the same thing. And uh, he had all of the record companies in one room and Universal backed out at the last minute because they're pops up. Anyway. And uh, when, I, uh, when I went to America and uh, got myself a record deal, as you do, which I did, and that's a whole other podcast. But when I went to America and got myself a record deal, I came back and he was like, well, I'll let me manage you. So he did. So he managed me for a while. And, uh, and that was great for a while and, until it wasn't, until, until it felt like that was the sort of fir- my, my, my first music career. I'm on my second or third now. I'm not sure which. But uh, I need to work that out. But yeah, it was sort of towards the end of that period and things weren't going the way I like wanted them to and I, it felt like change was required. And we, me and him had a meeting and he said, you know what, Akira the Don, if you want something to come into your life, you should make room for it. I said, fuck all your wife. And I went home and thought about it and then the next day I phoned him up and, and, uh, and sat him. Boom! Insert. Insert applause button. But no, that, that, is, what, that is what happened because... I realized that our relationship as, as, as artist manager wasn't, wasn't really working anymore. And uh, he had other things to do, and so did I. And now he runs uh, one of the biggest record labels on earth. And uh, I run the wave. And it's a beautiful thing. And here's the crazy thing, just the coincidental thing, is uh, then the day after I tweeted that, he lives in London. I haven't seen him for a year. Uh, he emailed me and said, oh, hey, I'm going to be in Los Angeles tomorrow. I want to meet up. So I'm meeting, I'm meeting him tonight. Boom. How about that? How about that? How about that for walking with Allah? That is, that is a perfectly great synchronicity. I'll take that. Thanks. And uh, yeah, I was thinking about this because uh, I had to uh, stop one of my DJ residencies for a number of reasons. number of reasons. But one of the reasons is, is that, you know, I... I I need to make room in my life for uh, an elevation of what I've been doing. We have to do a lot of elevating in 2019. 
and I, I don't like to think of it specifically as like years. So I never like these sort of like, oh, 2019 is going to be our year. Wow. Here's another crazy synchronicity. That's insane. The person who's ringing me, that's mental. Anyway, but uh, we, we'll, we'll deal with that later. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't like this blocking off of things into years because it's kind of stops people. It stops people because you get, uh, I've seen, I see people do this all the time. They kind of, they're like, right, it's going to be our year. And then you get to September and it's like not been the year in the way you want it to. So you're like, all right, next year's our year. And then you start putting things off until next year. Do not put off uh, to next year what you could do today, you know? And uh, a better way of looking at it is like in seasons, perhaps, and breaking things down smaller. So a year is great. A year is great. But uh, you don't want to be like having that kind of mindset. You want to be thinking that, you know, you want, it's a continuous thing. It's a continuous flow. It's a continuous flow. And uh, it's a river. And, you know, and it's a wave. You're riding that wave, brothers and sisters. But anyway, I tweeted this and uh, it got a lot of responses. And a lot of people said, well, how, how, how do I make room in my life? How do I make room in my life? And uh, that's the tricky bit. That's the tricky bit. And that's the bit that will often require sacrifice. That will require sacrifice. You will sometimes have to give up things uh, that you not, maybe don't want to give up. Uh, you might have to quit a job. It might be a bit scary. Uh, you might have to do something as simple as throw some clothes out of the closet. <laughs> like... As practical as that is, is like, you know, if you're just, you might have to throw away some clothes so you've got room for some new clothes that make you feel better about yourself. Maybe you've been wearing some stuff that makes you feel like a bum or you don't even realize that when you, that you feel about not as good as you could feel when you look in the mirror or whatever. There's all these things you have to, you're going to have to sacrifice. You are going to have to sacrifice. Uh, I read something else the other day that was very well put. Everything, everything you want Everything you want in your life is there, just outside of your comfort zone. That's where it is. And uh, this is where the, this comes into that. This comes into that in a big way. If you want some, the stuff that you want in your life, it's, a lot of it's there, but you've got to make room for it. You've got to make room for it. This is where, you know, keeping a tidy timeline, but not just tidy, not just tidy. This is where, like, muting, and unfollowing people who are not adding to your life comes in. You might have to unfollow your mom. You might have to. You might have to. If your mom is not helping you, like, in a social media fashion, be the best version of yourself or reach your goals or get to where you need to be or aid the universe in the way you would like to, then, then you know, you're going to have to move that out of your life. It's like uh, every person on your timeline is getting in the way of another person. So if you're following 200 people and you open up your thing and you look at it and you see 50 messages and they're from people that you don't even want to see messages from, they're getting in the way of messages from people you might want to see, something useful that might aid your day or help the course, also the course of your life. You know, you need to make room for what you want to come in. So practically, that can mean, you know, removing people from, from digital spaces, also from real life spaces. You know, it can mean it can mean all sorts of stuff. It can mean removing if you want to be healthy, removing unhealthy shit from your life, so that that can come in. You know, it can mean removing negative influences from your life, so that stuff can come in. All of it involves sacrifice. It's all sacrifice. Everything worthwhile. Unfortunately, 
darlings, involves sacrifice. I tell this to Hercules, he doesn't like <laughs> So you need to basically like, basically, here's the thing, right? When, when, I, when my uh, manager gave me that advice, my friend gave me that advice, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted, but I had a vague idea. I had an idea of what I wanted and where I wanted to go. And I knew that I needed to make some room. And so that's why I did that. Now I know a lot more clearly what I want, a lot more clearly. So it was, e it was a lot easier to make a difficult decision this week because I know a lot more clearly what, what I want. And this is partly because of, as we've talked about before, meaning is the motivation. And uh, I have the motivation of, of that. I have my meaning. I have uh, this work, what we're doing here, and my family. And so therefore, it's easy, and, and I have kind of a clear idea of where we're going and what we're doing with this. So therefore, it's easier to make these hard decisions and take an inventory of my life and go, okay, what's in it now? And what's getting in the way of potential growth? And taking this where, where we want to take it. What's getting in the way? And you're like, okay, well, this thing here is causing problems. This is causing blockage. So we remove this thing here. So what you need to do is take a very thorough inventory. Well, first you need to get that motivation and meaning sorted and work out where the hell you want to go, where you're going, what do you want to happen? What do you want your life to be? And then go, okay, take a thorough as hell inventory of your, your life as it is and say, what is going on right now that could be causing blockages? And think about it like I was saying, think about a Twitter timeline, right? That's going completely linearly. And think, okay, I'm following 100 people but I've only got time to read 25 messages when I open this thing. So is there 25 people here that are getting in the way of 25 like way better things if I've only got room for that? Think of, kind of think of it something like that. Like what in, your, what in your life is slowing you down? What in your life is getting in the way of you being the best version of yourself and therefore being most useful to your friends and family and the rest of the world? Do that. Do that. Do it. Do it now. Do it today. Do it this week. Do it now and uh, let us know how you get on on the Discord. Go, you can, the Akira the Don Discord is a wonderful place to uh, discuss such things with like-minded people who are also on the path. The path. The path. Which might, might be the title of an album that's coming out very soon. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah. So I think that was shorter than I intended. <laughs> There was some other stuff I was going to talk about with relation to it, but uh, that's, that's, that's the main gist. That's the main gist. Work out where you're going and then work out if what you're doing right now is stopping you getting there. And if there's anything you could change, anything you could remove, anything you could remove uh, that will let you get that will let the things come in that you need to come in uh, in, order you, in order for you to get where you need to go down, go and where we need you to go. Yeah, timing, timing, timing. Anyway, what's going on? Uh, Magulag LLC. We don't hear it. We don't memorize it. We learn to move to the music. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what up, Pom Pom? What up, Brett Swanson? Pom Pom, just barely found out about you in this channel today. Holy cow. Holy cow. I was on the Intellectual Dark Web website and you were on there. Yeah, shouts out to uh, whoever put that together. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, welcome to the wave, Pom Pom. Yeah. Yeah. Brett Swanson, what up? Short bus, what up? 
Jacob Lysidia, ask Akira doesn't read comments for 20 minutes. Ah, well, I'm reading them now, Jacob. What's going on? Would you want to know? What do you want to know? We're going to be here for another 10 minutes. We're going to be here for another 10 minutes. 10. 10. All right. Vim Fuego. This is where the cool cats hang out. Greetings from a soon-to-be-very-wet Queensland, Australia. Making room. Yes. Burn off that deadwood. Deadwood. Exactly. Exactly. Make room for others by making peace within yourself, says Synapsia. Indeed. Indeed. Baromizan. What's cracking? Yo. Uh, do you... Okay, here's a good question. Jacob, do you use any illicit substances when making wave or are you sober or a bit of both? Yeah, right now I'll be uh, banging down this coffee. And I'll be chasing that shit with this water. And then I'll be really like quenching that with this meaning. And that's how I get down, baby. That's how I get down. I am high on meaning. And uh, that doesn't mean I'm any kind of prohibitionist or straight edge in over, you know, I used to smoke a lot of weed, a lot. And all sorts of stuff, man. I used to, I don't remember when I had my first record deal. I built my first time studio. I used to wake up, I had literally a bottle of whiskey uh, boxes of cigarettes, a little ton of weed, load of black coffee, and I would just bang that stuff all day, all day long. That's how I'd get down. I made a lot of great stuff. I had a lot of great stuff. And I remembered the other day a period when uh, Chili Gonzalez, fine musician and friend of mine, uh, entrusted me with a with a can, can of, uh, of the most ridiculous stinky weed, a whole can. He's like, oh, can I leave this here with you? while I go on tour. I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. He's like, yeah, feel free to smoke it, smoke some of it, whatever. Man, I, I went deep into that can. I fell into that can. My life became a green dream. And one day, Chili Gonzalez came back for his can, and it was empty. I could not control myself. I remember when I was reaching, I hid it up in the attic, and I put it up in the attic so that it would be difficult to get to. And then I would climb up there and I remember putting my hand through. And I was like, this is the last bit. You should at least leave him one bit. Like, no, we've gone too deep now. We've gone too far. We've gone too far. Too far. Yo, he thought I was joking when he turned up. And I was like, eh. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's, he's wrote a whole story about that. This could be in a screenplay or something. But anyway, yeah, in answer to the question, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I got too much shit to do, man. I got too much shit to do. Here's something else that my friend Paul said to me, my old manager Paul. We used to talk about this because I used to do a lot of liquid acid um, back in the day when I when I worked at one of his companies. She was crying, encouraged, but um, yeah. And he used to say because he didn't do anything. He was in his forties at that point, and he was like, you know, he's like, drugs are for the very young and the very old. He's like, in the middle of life, you have responsibilities and you have a great deal to do. He says, I'm very much looking forward to being an old man and I can just sit around and, and do mushrooms and acid and, and trip around enjoyably. But right now I've got shit to do. And that's the fucking real shit, man, that you've got shit, we got shit to do. We got shit to, I got shit to do. And um, while some things, weed can be really good for making music, it can be fantastic for editing, all sorts of stuff, but I can't open an email. I cannot do anything practical in that nature. I can't answer the phone. I can't, you know, engage, engage with the world in a, in a structured fashion. I just can't. And I've got far too much to do right now. I'm here trying to be, not trying to be, I'm here being 
hyper-productive. I'm being hyper-productive and hyper-productivity for me uh, leaves no room for that sort of thing. So that's where I'm at right now. But yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Everything has its use in this world. And there is a time for all these experiences. So yeah, anyway. Uh, Pompon says, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Vin Fuego says, uh, Alan Carr's easy way to stop drinking doesn't work, but I can re recommend his way to stop smoking if anyone's interested. I quit cold turkey after 20 plus years. Not judging everyone needs their advice. Yeah, I, I did the same. I quit. I didn't read that book. I quit smoking cold turkey. I read a book about the power of habit and it said you can't uh, stop any habit. You have to replace it with another one. I think part of the obesity epidemic is due to the fact that people quit smoking and replaced it with food. However, that's not what I did. And I didn't actually replace smoking with anything. So I think that book's not completely correct because I was able, as was my wife, to cold turkey, quit smoking, not replace it with anything, and stay quit. So who knows? Who knows? This is all stuff that we've barely scratched the surface of and we're learning more and more about every day in a radical, radical fashion. Uh, Shouts out to Reese the Kids, says I quit nicotine last October. Proud of you. Proud of you. Yeah. Mexican Jumping Bean says I can't quit tacos. I did. I quit tacos too. I quit tacos. But you know, I'm, uh, I don't, how deep am I now, February? I'm nine months into this carnival thing. I've been a, I've been a strip carnival for nine months. Nine months. And it's a great example of how discipline really does make things easier. Order makes things easier. You know, that's how you quit tacos. That's, that's one way of quitting tacos is go carnivore and then you can only eat the beef. And then you start getting into a situation where like taco beef isn't really good enough. And you're like, yeah, it's a bit like, it's just subpar. And then you just have to eat steaks and, uh, and then you feel, and then, you, then life is easy. Life is easy. Life is easy. It's the reason the kids is tacos aren't worth quitting. I don't know, man. I quit tacos. Not, I'm not. Uh, I'm not upset about it. I used to love tacos. It was one of the reasons that I like really liked LA. I was like, damn, I love tacos. At that point, you couldn't get tacos in the UK. I think you can get a lot of tacos in the UK now. But when I was first coming out here, you couldn't get tacos in the UK. They didn't know what that shit was. They didn't know what a taco was. Yo, they had no idea. They had no idea. And I was very excited. I remember my first taco as if it was yesterday. It was a really good taco as well. Shouts out to Moki. Moki took me to get that taco. Uh, he's a friend of Chili Gonzalez. Anyway, uh, David Ewing says, I can't quit playing a JBP Wave album a day. An album a day keeps the nihilism away. Yo, I will, I will drink to that. Going crazy right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, yeah, more of that coming soon. More of that coming soon. It really is going to be a bounteous 2019 for fans of the wave. For fans of the wave. And uh, yeah, uh, new videos dropping tomorrow, uh, which is the Jonathan Praju video for uh, obviously Santa Claus is real, which is a lot of people's favorite from the Meaning Wave Christmas record. A lot of people's favorite from the Meaning Wave Christmas record. And I'm glad because I really like it. And also, it's, you know, that's a first time wave. First time wave, Jonathan Paju, and uh, he loves it. He's really nice about it, and he was like, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a lovely guy. He makes fantastic icons. 
And uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it, you all seeing that. That will be dropping at 9 a.m. PST tomorrow. 9 a.m. PST tomorrow. That will be dropping. And uh, next week, we've got a bunch of cool stuff. But yeah, if you want to hear the new record before anyone else does, you can hear bits of it on my story. I'm now posting a story to YouTube, Patreon, and uh, oh yeah, Instagram, obviously. And speaking of Patreon, thank you to everyone who's still there. Everyone's abandoned, not everyone, a lot of people have abandoned that ship over the past week. A lot of people. We, uh, we like dropped from like 130 to like 90 something or something. And uh, that's completely understandable because they kicked off Sargon of our card and he didn't do nothing wrong. He didn't do nothing wrong. Nothing. Nothing. Gov. Nothing. I mean, I don't believe it. I don't think you should be kicking anyone off anything. At all. I don't think. In the same way, I'm, an abs I'm a free speech absolutist. I, I don't think there's any gray areas with free speech. And we've talked about this before, but I just do not. It's just ridiculous. It's like, all right, you might think that like that is morally questionable. But if you put uh, systems in place where people can get kicked off for... Uh, speech you don't like what happens when the person controlling the speech doesn't like your speech etc it's just we, i honestly think there is no gray area with that and uh you know good ideas to be bad ideas and so on and so forth obviously i think most of us are agreed on this but anyway with that being said for all of you people who are abandoning patreon who have, have abandoned patreon already i have a subscribe star page which is basically the same thing but uh it's not patreon and they're promising not to do what Patreon did. Now, of course, Patreon also promised not to do what Patreon did. But this is part of what happens when, uh, you know, you get bought. When you get bought by a giant corporate entity, and that's what happens to Patreon. So we should have we should have seen it coming, and many of us did, and many people did. So anyway, if you're on Patreon, I'm still there. And uh, if you're not on Patreon, I'm on Subscribestar. So you can come and support the wave there if you so wish. And uh, obviously, I'm very appreciative for you. Um, yeah, the wave was uh, saved this this month. This month, the patrons of the wave uh, bought these fine speakers. The existing speakers I had were uh, were, were disappearing, and uh, now we have these, and they work fantastically. They work fantastically, and my God, the first single off the Jocko album, which I mixed yesterday, is truly the best thing I have created. I'm shocked, shocked and awed. Shocked and awed. Tim Fuego, we need a Patreon alternative. Yeah, we already have one. We already have one. It's called Subscribe Star. The link is in the description of this video. The link is in the description of the video. Chain, 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 bang, bang, bang on the frame, frame. Me, me, says McGulags LLC. And yeah, that's a good point. I'm proud of you. Well said. Uh, I've got to get out of here. It's two. Uh, we were late beginning, I know. Uh, next week, we will be on time. We will be on time because the Wave Matriarch is going to come in the studio at some point over the next few days and uh, help me sort out this technological situation. And uh, there will be no lag. God damn it. We will be on time. God damn it. We will be slick. God damn it. And I might even have a branded mug or something. Because if you're doing this kind of setup, you should have a branded mug. I think. Shouts out to uh, Crowder. Prayforcrowder.com. Oh, yeah, we were going to pray. I was going to pray every week, wasn't I? All right, let's pray. Uh, to whichever God you uh, subscribe, I don't give a fuck who that is or what that is. Um, let us pray. This is the Church of Meaning. Are we about to pray right now? 
So, uh, yeah, uh, our Father who art in uh, heaven, hallowed be thy wave, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in meaning wave releases on an incredibly consistent, regular, and, uh, yes, proficient basis. Indeed, indeed. Anyway, uh, pray for PewDiePie to uh, defeat the evil T-series. May PewDiePie prevail. May the individual prevail. May the spirit of the warrior bless the rugged individualist PewDiePie with the power and strength he needs to defeat this enemy and to prevail, indeed. Also pray for Stephen Crowder. He's a nice boy, that he may be healthy and uh, return to doing his much needed job, bringing balance to the force in the universe. Amen. And uh, also pray for that guy who runs Patreon, that he may see the error of his ways and not fall further down the dark, cursed NPC hole in which he is currently dwelling. Amen. Blessings be upon all of us. Merry Christmas. Hey, Shabbat, gang, gang, gang. Activities only. Thank you for being here. I'm Akira the Don. You are the wave. I am the wave. We are the wave. You might be on top of the wave. You are not the wave. Guess what? You are the wave. Holy shit. How does that work? I don't know. We'll probably explain it on the next What's Wave. Alan Watts is very good at dealing with these sorts of complicated issues. Yes, he is. Okay. Love you guys. Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll be back. We'll be back, man. We'll be back. Join the Discord. Join the Patreon. Join the Subscribestar. All of these things. All of these things. All of these places. That's where we are, baby. That's where we are. And yeah, keep an eye on the stories if you want behind the scenes action on the next album, which is a goddamn masterpiece. I don't even... I don't... I, 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 I can't even... I don't even have words. Peace out.